lads, welcome to my new podcast, Play It Out The Zack, by me, where I get my friends on to talk about football. Today we're going to be doing Team of the Year, so the best team in the world at the moment, and we're going to discuss and compare who we think should win each award. Let's get into it. So, Theo, who do you think should win the goalie spot? So, for me, I'm saying at the moment, it's, it's, I mean, not if I myself, it's got to be De Gea. It has to be De Gea. Edouard Mendy, he's been good. He was good up until about a month ago. He started tripping up a little bit, having a few mistakes here and there. Casper mm-hmm. Schmeichel's yeah. been decent, been decent. Alisson, he's been one of those solid keepers that, you know, doesn't make up. But there's one keeper in particular, which is David De Gea, which has arguably carried, like Ronaldo and De Gea, arguably carried United by the skin of their teeth into eighth or seventh place where they are now. It's just stupid how Yeah, they showed the passion right for now. the club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he showed passion in the club as well. And I think, yeah, it's a hard one because I particularly, myself, I don't like Alisson because I feel he's protected too much by his defenders. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't... I mean, he does do, do some good saves and stuff, but he doesn't really show as much, whereas United don't have the best of defences, which calls uh, David De Gea in for action. So I'm going to agree with you that one, and we're going to put David De Gea as our goalie position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so who are we put in a right back? Right back, Trent. Simple, Trent. Trent, James, Reese James, like I said. I mean, Chelsea in general have been good until about a month ago. They just started mucking up. They started doing mis- silly mistakes. Mis- silly mistakes. Um, just here and there, it's just it's not as combined as it was last season to win that Champions League. So this season, I'm saying, I mean, Liverpool went great, but it has to be Trent. The cross, he's going to be, as United fan, it hurts me to say this, he's going to be the next big thing. He is insane. He's just so good. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. He, I mean, there's no really words for him. He's young. He's absolute, like, looks like he's going to be amazing in the future and live up to some of the best players to ever play in that position. Um, yeah, his crosses are insane, and I think he play, He shows passion for Liverpool. He's not just one of them players yeah. that turns up, get the money, and just play well. He'll, he'll like, die for that club almost, uh, considering being like a Liverpool boy and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Right, two centre-backs. Right, on the right centre-back, I'm going to go with Van Dijk. Like... Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, he hasn't been well. I mean, it's it's obvious because he did come back from an injury. He hasn't been as good as he as he usually is. He hasn't been up to the pace, but I mean, he's still a world class centre back. He, he he does. Robertson recently has been a bit shaky. Matip's been very good. I'll give him that. Matip's been great, but Van Dijk has been that centre of defence that you know he's the captain when Henderson isn't there. He is that one player that just you know no one can actually properly get past without having a good good iron so yeah that's my right my left yeah. <sighs> this is a very hard one probably Rudiger even though Chelsea have been off the pace probably Rudiger Rudiger's been solid at back for Chelsea along with Thiago Silva but I feel Thiago Silva's been just not up there with Rudiger and Van Dijk um and same with like I said Reese James it's, it's just been a bit shaky here and there with Chelsea so Rudiger's been helping Chelsea a lot by being that stick at the back being that Rock at the back that just helps yeah. everyone. So yeah, they're my two centre backs, Rudiger and Van Dijk. Yeah, um, I agree with you on one of them, and that's Rudiger. Mm. I feel Rudiger was just quality for Chelsea the whole of the start of this season, um, and during the uh, the Champions League campaign for Chelsea last season. Yeah, absolute quality. 
didn't learn much class, especially keeping a clean sheet in the Champions League final. Um, mm. Also, I think instead of Van Dijk, I'm going to go with Ruben Diaz. See, here's the thing, I right? feel Ruben, he is... With Ruben Diaz, he was great last season. He won the, the defender of the season. Do I think he deserved it? Yes, of course I think he deserved it. He was fantastic last season. This season, mm. I'm going to be quite honest with you, I haven't actually noticed him. I've watched a few City games here and there to see, you know, how much of how good they are compared to, you know, crappy United. But I'm going to be honest, I don't I don't think he's... It's like De Bruyne a little bit. He's been a little bit quiet. He's not done they're, a lot. They're quality players, but they just yeah, haven't Yeah, yeah, quality out, players, really. but just haven't been there. I think they've, they've, they've kept... I think City have kept them at, like, quite high amount of clean sheets this season. Mm. And I think that all helps with their defensive... Like all of their defensive players, including their goalkeeper, but um, I've picked him because I think he's just been quality for them, and he's kind of been the main player in that defense yeah, that helps that's true. make them keep as many clean sheets, mm-hmm. and also is not putting so much pressure on Edison. That is so. Very true. I think that's why I picked him. Yeah, fair enough. But who are you putting at left back? Jack Cantelo. Simple, simples, simple dimples. Yeah. Simple and plain. There is not a you don't single. Even have to argue on that one. If I'm if even if I'm choosing Trent or Cancelo, I'm probably taking Cancelo to be honest with you. Cancelo this season has at been the, the best fullback I've seen in the last decade, and that is at the actually mm, that's a stretch. Danny Alves was great at the early in the early um teens, but I mean five years then, last five years, best fullback I've seen come up. Yeah, and he's from he came from Juventus. Nobody really knew who he was. He came from Juventus. Like that's what like City like to do. That's especially Pep Guardiola. He likes to get to players who nobody really knows about, and raise him up to be a great player. You take Sergio Aguero, who came from Atletico Madrid, he was an average player, and he became one of the best strikers ever. So, you know, Cancelo this season has been insane. He's been absolutely world-class at the back, especially against that goal against Newcastle. Yeah. He came, he likes to drift inside, also go out wide, but likes to drift inside, have a few crosses from maybe the, the left-wing spot and um, cut inside like against Newcastle. He, Went past a player, had a shot, and I mean, you take your chances, you will score. Just speaks the rest of himself. Mm. Yeah, he's just he's just been so good, kind of in that role for City. He's been helping him out a lot. Mm. Also, um, I forgot to right. ask, what formation are you going with? Oh, I think we're both going for four at the back. What formation are you going with? I'd say four three three. Four three three. I'm gonna go with. You can pick your formation. Four two three one. Okay. Okay. Bold. So you've got. Okay, right. You both have three centre mid. Okay, I'm gonna go for my centre right centre mid. You go with your left and middle and right, and I'll go with my two DMs. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, for for my left then, um, it's quite, quite a hard decision, but um, I don't. I think I don't think this is biased, but I feel like. The big teams, like Man United, let's say, haven't had the greatest midfielders, mm. realistically. They haven't had the, like, the proper midfielders that show everything for the club. I don't think they've been having that. But for my left centre mids, I'm going to go for Fabinho for Liverpool. Yeah. For my central centre mids, um, I'm probably going to go with Rodri. Mhm. And for my right centre mid, I'm I'm not too sure really because there's not many players, but I think I'm gonna have to put him in this role. 
I'm going to put Bernardo Silva. Mm-hmm. Because he's just, I mean, just quality, yeah. isn't he? So he has he has to be fit into the team, and I think midfielder role is kind of most fitting for him. So I'm going to have Fabinho, Dav- um, Bernardo Silva, and Rodri as my three midfielders. Who are your two yeah. CDMs then? See, my two DMs are very, very controversial, right? They are very... One of them is a little bit obvious. He's an Eng- Englishman. His name, Declan Rice, I think has been very, very good this season. I think has been a key part, like, a, when, I mean, when I mean key, I mean, if the West Ham didn't have him, they'd be, they'd be shaky. He is the captain. He's the rock of that team. He, he properly makes them, you know, he makes them... Yeah, when we them played combined. them, they didn't... Despite beat they beat us quite by quite a bit. Mm. They didn't seem as what good without fans, Declan exactly. Rice. Like we would have. <laughs> yeah, but um, they didn't seem as what do you call it as solid in that yeah. midfield. Well, without him. Now my next one, right? It's gonna be very controversial. Now I watched the, him play against City, right? And I thought he he's come from Spain. He's he was. He wasn't great last season. He 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 wasn't he wasn't shown. He's an ass. He's from Arsenal. I'm gonna go with Thomas Partey. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Thomas Partey against. Now I haven't seen a lot of him, but what I have seen of him, he's he's brilliant. The clips I've seen from Atletico Madrid, which I can't really quote him because he's at Arsenal now, but he was great at um, Atletico. He came to the Premier League a bit like Sancho, a bit like other foreign players. He they have to adjust. They have to get used to the 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 speed yeah, of the Premier League and the strength in the of the Premier League. league. When Thomas Partey came, it was hard for him to adjust. He didn't know exactly what he was doing. And I feel that he's now adjusted into that role and he's now, like, his full potential is now coming out in true colours. And against City, it was just shown. He, he was absolutely class against City. I can't, I can't demise any, anything else apart from he was great against City. Yeah. So they're my two DMs, Declan Rice and Thomas Partey. Yeah, um, if I was to take two DMs, they'd probably be... Declan Rice definitely and Party's been like decent over the last couple of games for Arsenal that they uh that they like have played well in. Especially the City game. Despite not winning, they played some great football and Party was a key player in yeah. that. Yeah. Um do you wanna go for your three I'll go for my uh, three left wing uh, centre attack in midfielder and right wing and then we'll do your shot. I'll do my one. left wing. So my I'll do, no, I'll just do my left wing, right wing. My left wing I think will be obvious to a lot of people is going to be Xing Ming Son. He's been amazing for Tottenham this season. I mean, like like last season, I wouldn't say he's been as good as last season because Harry Kane and Son were world class last season. Despite Tottenham not coming in a great position, seventh, they knocked out the Conference League by a no one team. Um, but Son has been. What of what I've seen, great. He he dominated against City in one of the first few games at the start of the season. He was just a very good, very good footballer in 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 you know, and he's been he's been great in the past few games as well. So yeah, I'm gonna go left left wing son. Who are you going left wing? Left wing, I think. Um, I think I'm gonna have to agree on you this one. But, um, I feel like there could be many players that it could have been. Mm. Because a lot of people this year have been good. I feel like Phil Foden's been quality this year. Mm. And he's been playing mostly in that left wing spot. So he's a good contender. But I think I'm going to go with... Probably going to have to go with Son at left wing. Mm. My centre second midfielder. Pretty obvious. Another uh, another Manchester City player in my team 
is going to be um, Bernardo Silva. He was absolutely fantastic. He fell off a little bit in the past few games. He hasn't been noticed as much. But, I mean, he he's been fantastic. It, in the last 10 games, at least, he's been world-class. I mean, that game against he had against Watford, that goal, cut inside, and finesse, against Villa. lovely. Against Villa as oh, well, yeah, he it, was quality. The performances he, he managed to pull out of the hat are, are beyond world-class. They were... Into, I mean, you have yeah. the eighteen nineteen season. Bernardo Silva was again one of the best players in the league. He fell off nineteen um, twenty 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 one. He was also not noticed twenty twenty. I think twenty twenty two. I think in nineteen twenty, it didn't help with COVID either. Mm. But th- this season, he's 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 like I said again, released his true colours, and you could just see how good of a footballer he is from Monaco. Who are you going with your striker? Well, I'll, I'll wait for striker. You do. Okay, I'll do my right wing. I'll do my right wing. Mo Salah, simple. Mo Salah. You can't really debate. He hasn't really. He's been quiet for the past few games, two or three games. He has been a little bit quiet, but I mean, you On can't. His you little can't. Christmas drought. Yeah, he is. He's been before that the best player. One of the best period of time in like players. I've I think of what clips and people I've seen best ever. He was amazing against Manchester United. Obviously, five now. I wasn't very happy with that. Um, he was. He's just an amazing footballer. I can't really say anything else apart from that. He. He. Yeah. He, I mean, he's just. He's just a good footballer. That's. That's about it. Who you going right wing? Yeah. Um. Uh. Up front, I'm gonna go. Ooh, I think this is a difficult one, but I think I'm gonna go. Emmanuel Dennis. To be honest, I think that. I think people say that is quite biased. You, wait, I'm just confirming but, here. You're you're taking Emmanuel Dennis over Mo Salah. No, 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 no. Sorry, up front. Right winger, definitely oh, Salah. Oh, That's okay. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 no. Uh, I mean, Salah is just... I mean, uh, I think he's the best in the world at the moment, apart from his little Christmas drought. Like, before that, month yeah. before that, best in the world. The October, November time, he was absolutely unreal. Mm-hmm. Up front... I'm probably going to go for Emmanuel Dennis, despite not being yeah. it for a couple of the last games. This season, though, 3.4 million. Um, I mean, you can't really say that's not the signing of the season. I think we'll go to another club for a big, big fee. Yeah, considering the fact that we signed 3.4, we could get 34 million. So that's already 10 times what we, yeah. would you call it? So um, I feel like we've made big money on him and it's great by the Potsos. But yeah, I think I'm gonna put Emmanuel Dennis up front, even though that might be a bit controversial and a bit biased. But I think he has been quality. See, I'm I was just about to say my striker, but I'm going for a little bit of a dilemma here with my left wing spot. Now I originally said Human Song, but I'm thinking about Diogo Jota. I think he might be a little. He'd be, he'd be more of a centre forward. True, true, but he has played left wing a few games. I'm going to stick with Human Song. I'll go for my striker. Now, I think it's very, very okay. clear as a Manchester United fan who I'm going to put up front, and it's Mr. Sue himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, number seven, the GOAT. <laughs> that's, who I'm going, that's who I'm putting up front. He is the most clinical footballer in the world. He is the most clean. He comes in at the perfect time. You've got Villarreal, you've got Atalanta, you've got Atalanta again. You've got other games, you've got West Ham. You've just got... He's just so clinical and it is so... He's carried... Like like I said, I don't De Gea and Ronaldo have carried United to eighth, wherever they are right now. 
And it's bad. If they didn't have them two, I looked at some stats. If they didn't have Ronaldo, they'd be 14th. They'd be out of the Champions League and they'd have 21 points. Can I say something? Cristiano Ronaldo's got eight goals, the same as Emmanuel Dennis, but Dennis has five assists. And looking on my phone at the moment, Ronaldo only has three, so he's got two more goals and assists. Is Dennis as clinical? That's a simple question. Is Dennis as clinical? But, I mean, doesn't matter whether you're as clinical or not. As oh, clinical. of course, of course. It, it, that's not the whole soul of the striker position, if you're clinical or not. But it's a very, very key part. If you're clinical, if you're there at the right yeah. time, at the right place. Um, but, yeah, that is my team. That is your team. Uh, that is um, oh, also our team. Yeah. With you to pick a manager, who would it be? Klopp. I'm taking Klopp over Pep. Now, here's the reason. I uh, Here's the reason, right? Pep's style of football is more get the pos- get the ball, keep possession, and then have a shot on goal and create something. When I watch well, Pep, like build it from the back, yeah. Play when out from when the I back. When, yeah, when I look, play out from Zach. When I watch Pep Guardiola manage Man, Man City, of course they are amazing. They're uh, they're just a great team. They, they their chemistry is is insane. It's very very good chemistry. Unreal, yeah. But I'm it's a bit. It's gonna be controversial. It's the football can get boring sometimes when they just have the ball and they just keep passing it. About now, Klopp style of football is you get the ball and you attack, attack, attack. You keep attacking. You obviously defend. That's a major part. But you attack. And when I watch City games compared to Liverpool games, Liverpool games are much more fun and enticing to watch. They're much more their atmosphere. Well, obviously the fans and stuff, but. The atmosphere is so much, so much better. It's, it's Liverpool games are always end to end. They're always end to end, and City games are more City at the back, and then they pass it and shoot, and they get a jammy goal. But you know, I'm taking Klopp this season over Pep. See, I am completely disagreeing with you there. I am straight for Pep Guardiola. Fair enough. And I'm saying this because. Pep Guardiola, despite you saying, and I can agree with that, it's boring football, but it wins you games. And that style of football, it may not be great to watch, but to see it played out from the back is just quite fascinating. To play a one-touch passing, tiki-taka, all the way to get a goal is just quite fascinating, in my opinion. Mm. And I like Liverpool games to watch. I think they're more fun to watch. But I feel like manager, I'm picking it on... Winning more games and also the style of football that is better and more, like, in it, that is harder and better, like, professionally almost. Mm. Okay, fair enough. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm going to put Peg Guardiola. Okay, so that's our team. Manager Klopp and Zach's manager Guardiola. Right. Very, very solid. So, lads, that's our team's done. Now we're going to move on to the VAR section. I'll let Theo introduce. Right, so... The next subject we're going to do is a very, very controversial subject, is VAR. Very controversial subject. And I'm going to, Isaac, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Do you think VAR should be in a game? Yes or no? I personally think yes. Despite some uh, decisions being controversial and some people think wrong, some people think right, I think it's very, it's very good to the game. But uh, there's some things, I think, that need to be changed. But over the years, I think it will become very key in football and it will kind of make stuff where people can't complain mm. about 
and, and say, oh, this was offside, but the officials can't see it. So I think it'll make the game a lot more, like, I think it'll make the game a lot better, but I don't think it'll come yet. I think maybe over the next five to ten years, I think it'll become into its prime, where it will be used very well, especially in the Euros and the World Cup. I think it will be used really well in that, um, to like for definite, definite like fouls or offsides to to tell the difference. What do you think? Um, I I agree with a lot of what you just said, which is in the future it will be very very useful. Now, if they can improve the officials that, that ruin the game, arguably every game that ruin it, that ru- just they just make the game like not fun to watch it just but if they can improve that and if they can give the referees and the officials a good like description of what actually var is it'll be good but the problem is yeah it's very hard to do that it is very hard to do that it's very because they're obviously there's going to be bias number one there's go refs are going to have bias and they're, they're going to deny it but they will have bias number two it's hard to when you're on the pitch and the pressure of giving a pen or giving a foul on the edge of the box or giving a corner at the last minute. The pressure of doing that is going to be hard. So if you go over to a referee and official and say, I want you to do this in the future, they're going to say, yes, I'll do it. But they might not. They might they might fold on the pitch. So it's very hard to improve it. If they do improve it, I think it will be very useful and very like it will be needed in the game. But at the moment, I think it ruins football and I would take it out. But in the future, I keep it in. How would it improve, though? How would it improve? Um, how would it if improve? If you were to That's take it question. out, then how would it be able to, to improve in the game's way? Whereas I think, I think no, if no, you no, keep no, it I'm, in I'm, the game... I'm not saying you should take it out now and add it back in the future. I'm saying you should keep it in permanently. But if they don't improve it, then you take it out permanently. That's what I'm saying. Because oh, okay. VAR, yeah. like Charlie Austin said, he got fined, but Charlie Austin was speaking. That game was so rigged. Same with the Arsenal game. It's so rigged. A lot of games are ruined because they're just rigged. I'll be honest, though. Before VAR, yeah, Watford's played Southampton, okay? And Southampton were 2-0 up. And we scored a goal where Abdullah Dekouri was running clean through and has hit the keeper and he's fell forward and ha- hit it in with his hands to draw the game and the officials didn't see, whereas VAR would have intervened. And I know I'm a Watford fan, but I felt the Southampton fans... I mean, I was obviously happy as hell because we'd come back from 2-0 down to get to 2-2. I think that I feel for the Southampton fans as obviously we um we kind of got that back unfairly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Hitting it in with our hands, but I mean, I'll take it any day of the week. But if I was a Southampton fan, I'd be really annoyed. Um, thing. So I think that's one of the good things that VAR would have picked up on if it was in the game at that point. But then, yeah, there is some a lot of other convert- controversial things. Yeah. Um, one of the decisions I was watching the game actually it was a Manchester City. I mean, Manchester City involved in every single one of these is a little bit, little bit, yeah, confusing, but. It was Manchester City against uh, Borussia Dortmund, and it was Man you know, Man City at home, and Bellingham was was pressuring the keeper Kick. Edison, and yeah. Edison was doing some sort of silly kicky ups just outside of his box. Bellingham cleanly, even so on the replay, cleanly came through, took the ball, and scored. Now the VAR official yeah. somehow came to the conclusion that that was a foul on Edison, and the Man City deserved a free kick. 
Now, how they came to that conclusion, I've no idea because it doesn't make any sense. Bellingham clearly got the ball, went through and scored. It's simple. I don't know why they gave that as a free kick. There was nothing out of that challenge that was that was harmful to the player. He went down like a baby, fell to the floor and was holding his foot until the cows came home. It just it really annoys me when I watch stuff like that. And the team that deserves to win are getting bullied by VAR and the other team are just are just going with it and, and diving left, right and centre. It just it like I said, it will ruin football if they don't if they do not improve it. It will just ruin football. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel that uh, that was near the start of VAR, but not like quite the start. Mm-hmm. It was recently though. It was in the, during when behind closed doors. But I feel recently there was I think it was the Man City Arsenal game and the Liverpool Spurs game. Mhm. That was what that was what five controversial decisions. Woeful. Woeful. And I believe I personally believe. Every single one was right, apart from the Kane incident yeah. on Robertson. So I think, realistically, if you're looking at that, four out of five, that's 80%. Obviously, you want it to be better, but that's dealable at the moment, considering it's kind of almost a baby, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, what yeah. do you think on the decisions they made over the weekend that it was? See, here's the thing, right, with VAR. Every decision... You can call it controversial, whether it's whether it's because some people are going to disagree, some people are going to agree, and that's the problem because the officials have to sort of, if they give a wrong decision, if the fans think or if people think it's the wrong decision, they have to get on with it and just go with what they originally thought and just go with the decision that they made, and it's it's the the main thing is the pressure, of giving those fouls and those free kicks and it's just. Like I said, if they cannot improve this VAR fourth official, whatever it is, if they can't improve it, they should take it out. Because you look at the games before VAR was involved and the games were fun, enticing, end-to-end, up and down. There was no silly fouls given by a player who fell to the floor holding his nose when he was kicked in the leg. So, like I said a million times, if they can't improve it, take it out. Because it's... And I think every football fan can confidently say this. It is gradually, gradually getting worse and it is gradually, gradually more ruining football. I'd like them to improve it. If they can improve it, it'll be great. It'll be so good to have that little VAR waiting system to see what happens if they can do it quickly and to just get that final check and final, like, to confirm it. But if they can't, just just get it out. It's annoying how, how bad the decisions can be. Yeah, and actually, I think I was thinking about it just now. I think it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether it's rugby or cricket, and you actually can. They have like a video assistant, um, and they have like almost no. They don't have like tokens, but they only have like four. I don't know what it's called. Uh, challenges, I think it's mm. called, to the referee that they're only allowed to use. So that would stop it from I think VAR intervening every moment. And if the if they wanted to, the captain could challenge it. And then they check it. Um, what do you call it? On VAR. Pardon? They check it on VAR. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean that's what I think about VAR. If if they can't improve it, kick it out. It's ruining the game gradually, gradually. I mean, your opinions on it are similar to mine, which is they need to improve it because it is sort of getting annoying at this point. Um. 
but um yeah that is the podcast thank you for having me on here zach um but no yeah problem. thanks for Hope watching guys it. watching and listening i mean but um yeah it was it was good to have you on fear thank you for coming on and might do some in the future but yeah yeah thank you okay all right bye bye